Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Daryl Gallahan, and we have a quiet start to 2021. But there are still some numbers to go over and some updates on film production. So let's get to it. Coming in at first place for the second week in a row is Wonder Woman 1984 with $5.5 million for a total now of $28.5 million. In second place is The Crude's The New Age with $2.18 million for a total of $34.5 million. In third place is News of the World with $1.69 million for a total now of $5.4 million. Yeesh. Fourth place is Monster Hunter with $1.25 million for a total of $6.3 million. Finally, in fifth place is Fatal with 700000 for a total of $3 million. So not surprisingly, Wonder Woman did not have a good drop with it down 67% compared to last weekend. I say this because of having watched the movie, it's not that good, and that does seem to be the regular consensus among moviegoers. Uh, with that being the case, why would people go out and risk it to watch an underwhelming sequel? Especially when you can just stay at home and watch it on HBO Max, at least for the next three weeks. The Croods did surprisingly well and actually increased 25% compared to the Christmas weekend. I guess families needed something to do for good New Year's Day. The rest of the results are about as expected. People really are not caring for news of the world. Now let's head to China where it is supposedly they just had their biggest New Year's weekend ever at $199 million. So what's the cause of it? Well, some new Chinese films of course, but also Seoul as well. In first place was a new drama called A Little Red Flower, which opened to $80.1 million. A comedy movie called Warm Hug opened to a strong $50.2 million. Last week's number one movie came in third, which is of course Shockwave 2 at $33.8 million, and has now made $126 million in total. But let's talk about Seoul as the good word of mouth has boosted its numbers. It opened last weekend with $5.5 million, but the positive word of mouth is so good, it made $13.8 million this weekend, and experts are saying it could end its run over 50 million in total. This would not be close to beating out Coco, which exploded in China, coming in at 189 million a few years ago, but it could edge out Incredibles 2, which made 51.5 million. Still, this is great news for Disney because with Seoul's rollout, China is one of the few big countries it's actually premiering in theaters. While the Chinese box office is doing well again in China, their entertainment industry is dealing with another controversy. Last week I talked about a new film that premiered called The Ying Yang Master, Dreams of Eternity, and how Netflix bought the international rights for it. Well, it's been pulled from theaters. Yeah, I came in this weekend in 5th place with $11.3 million, and then afterwards tickets for Showtime's online were all pulled. This seems to have been due to a push online for people who wanted it pulled, due to the directors plagiarizing the portals and magic from Doctor Strange. I'll post a link to the article going over the similarities, but they are really similar. Also, from what I have found, this is someone who has been known for years to plagiarize and never apologized until now. So for people in China, this is someone who has stolen work, only apologized when his new movie came out, actually a few days after, and he still plagiarized with his new movie. It is unclear right now what happens to, with the deal with Netflix, since the movie is supposed to come out next month, and in some countries they have already started to promote it. Taking a look at Hollywood, Regal put out an interesting tweet saying that they hope to reopen by March as long as they can open in New York City and Los Angeles. If those are the conditions to open, then they can kiss March goodbye. While New York City might be good, Los Angeles is still currently surging in cases and will likely do so until the end of the month. With a huge number of cases to work on plus a vaccine distribution, I doubt they would open in March and probably at May at this point. So, I hope they reconsider by doing most of America, if they can get New York City at least, because otherwise they will be waiting until the summer. Unless a miracle happens regarding speeding up the vaccines. 
Also to touch on the situation in LA, more and more studios have paused production with Netflix, adding more shows and movies to the shutdown, including the biggest being The Gray Man. Others are also holding off, continuing their talk shows at the studios, and resuming filming t- TV shows. So again, the situation in LA is very serious at the moment. For new release dates, we got two from Paramount. The first is for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which was set for a theatrical release, will now be heading to Hulu to compete for the current award season. Deadline is saying for the studio that financed the film, New Slate Ventures, they got double what they got with Paramount but going Hulu. While this sounds like a good deal, and it might be, we don't know the numbers, this is clearly to compensate for the lack of theater revenue now. Along with this, they also gave a new date to Babylon, set to come out this December, will now come out December 25th, 2022 for that award season. While a full year delay seems long, they need to do it. Emma Stone dropping out with her expecting a child, they need to find a new lead, and they still have not started filming it, so they need the time. Lastly, for In the Pipeline, Variety is reporting that Walter Hamada has signed a multi-year deal with Warner Brothers as the head of DC Films, with the deal lasting until 2023. He first came over from New Line Cinema and joined the DC side of Warner Brothers back in 2018. I got mixed thoughts on this. On one hand, while he was not a part of making the movies, Aquaman did well at the box office, and Joker and Shazam were good movies. However, the 2020 lineup of Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 94 was not great. Now again, I do not know how much he was involved with these and with how long Wonder Woman was in waiting to be released, probably close to nothing. So all the latest content from DC has not been good. I will keep an open mind and hope for the best. I'll have no excuses going forward with the Suicide Squad, the Batman, Black Adam for example, all being under his watch. They have to be good. For VOD Premium, there is only one story which is not much of one, but I was funny with NBC Universal getting the rights to the office back and putting it on Peacock. They are now advertising the price tier is based on the office. The free tier gets you the first two seasons of the show, while the premium plan at $4.99 per month gets you all the seasons and extra content like deleted scenes. And premium plus for $9.99 is all of that with no ads. I think it's funny since a lot of people online right now are not happy about leaving Netflix. But to be real here for a second, it's annoying that there's a premium and premium plus. Like, really? I get it, they want good prices, but still, if I'm paying for something premium, there should not be ads. Maybe they should get rid of that and have the premium plan be like $70 per month. Anyway, that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, when do you think Regal will reopen? Let me know in the comments on Facebook. Link to it is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.